Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Training Out Podcast. The first one in 2023. What about what was the last one? Wasn't I, that 2023? I didn't, I didn't post that one. I thought it was crap, so I didn't really do it. Yeah, I told you. And why? Huh? You, you were you were very sleepy sounding. Yeah, because I told you that was uh, yeah okay good. okay okay yeah sure. So I did not upload that one. Okay, that's good. Yeah. At least there's some quality control measures. Of course, in place. I have to. <laughs> okay, I'm then. on the I'm the final. What do you what? call barrier? Producer. <laughs> final You're barrier. You're the producer. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, happy New Year. Yeah, happy new year. And happy Chinese New Year almost. Yeah. 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 Hope you've had or are having a good holiday season. Mm. And today actually kind of related to that. Oh, I have so many things I want to talk about. Yeah, but we haven't done anything we haven't done one episode for 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 a very long time. There's so many things that happened to us. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like rather than things that happened to us, no, interesting happened, way to put it. Happened. In between now yeah. and the previous episode. No, I'm more thinking just like I have all these random ideas that I want to talk about. Like the first okay. the first thing was it's maybe we'll just brush over, like touch up on this and go over it quickly. But mm. basically, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? I Ooh. like goal setting, fresh start, hard reset. <laughs> I do, but it depends on what, what do you mean by that. Um, I think it's a. You need a direction, right? And okay. some yeah. people need that bit of a motivation to get started. You know, anything happens from a little <laughs> motivation, right? Even of you know, even if ninety percent of them don't succeed. At mm-hmm. least ten percent have the chance to succeed. So you feel like it's important to set a kind of quote-unquote goal or direction to I don't think it's essential work I don't I, I don't think it's essential but some people may find value to it mm. for me it's actually less the how do you say this like the um the the the, the, <laughs> the stress the what oh, the, okay like okay, it's yeah. the the important part is not the resolution it's the new year like Okay, Studies so, so. have actually found that people do get a kind of new boost of motivation yeah. when you get a fresh restart. So like goal setting or target or planning, whatever you want to call this kind mm. of thing, like actually do work better when it's a um like a symbolically It's an arbitrary date, right? Yeah, it's is more symbolic rather than an actual restart, but it, it is associated with like improved success of the goal or like just improved performance and just overall Mm. um yeah which is really interesting it's like we as humans give us these like give ourselves like key like cues to Mm. kind of oh this is time to restart this is a psychological thing yeah yeah it is which is super interesting yeah Um, on that note i mentioned this to you previously um, at the start of the new year, the gym mm. will get swamped. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It will get absolutely swamped. And now, after about two weeks, <laughs> it's around about to thirty percent to forty percent oh. around about where you started off with the new year, like mm. the like the new year. Mm. Yeah. People are not good at like consistency is the yeah um 
the what do you call it? Like the key to success. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> consistency is like the important thing. That yeah, but rather than but I do see that you know some people needed that extra kind of psychological trick to get started. You know. Yeah, but no, the thing is, like, you also need a psychological trick to keep going as well. Yeah, and those tricks are less. Maybe less spoken of, or people are less aware of them, or just harder to implement,、um, which leads to people being inconsistent with their goals.、Mm. And this year, I think was the, like the perfect, like the first of January was on a Monday,、mm. and so it's a double. You don't have a double better, fresh start. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't yeah. have a better, better time to start something, right?、Mm, okay, yeah.、Um, What else was on my mind? Oh yes, so kind of related to Chinese New Year stuff, I wanted to bring back the kind of culture thing we mentioned maybe in the previous episode, but maybe it wasn't、um, posted anyway. So maybe we can like fresh start that as well. I think we did, yeah, but it's okay. I、Go、think、on. I'm not sure if it was published. I think we I think we talked about it. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. the thing where、um, I've noticed in myself and also around friends. Of how we tend to be different, or have different personality traits, or just feel different in general when we speak different languages. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I find that phenomenon very, very interesting. So、okay. I looked into it just like quickly, like a quick Google Scholar search. No. Not a serious literature <laughs> review, but yeah. So people have actually、um, done some studies in this area, and of course, first it stemmed from the idea that people、um, migrating into different cultures have to have this like process called acculturation, which is basically just adapting into a different culture, and. Yeah, this whole process is really interesting because in this case, migrating doesn't only imply like crossing geological, physical barriers, but also kind of these like invisible、um, culture and linguistic kind of barriers, which are like a lot less tangible and、mm. also、um, actually takes a lot longer to adapt to compared to just like physically moving to a place.、Mm. And yeah, so is that like. It's super interesting because we've both been through this process, and like a lot of the friends that we have, like、uh, who are who have a bilingual or multilingual background, also are、uh, have are bilingual, are bilingual because of this process. I feel like migration.、Um, so, like, yeah, it feels. It feels. I don't know. It doesn't feel that obvious to me on my personally. Okay, okay, <laughs> like、yeah. Chinese to English, for example.、Um, but I can see your point. You can definitely see if someone grew up in Australia,、mm. speaking English, and you know attended school in、mm. like in Australia.、Um, other like comparing to someone who finished their studies or high schools in China、mm. and came to Australia, learned in- English then. Mm. Because the way they speak is, I don't know. There, it's almost kind of like like their, their logic is different. Like when they well, their grammar is perfectly fine, right? Yeah, it just feels like that something's off. <laughs>、uh-huh. it, it 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 feels backwards. It feels like 
translate it to yeah. English. Yeah, that's like what I mean mindset. by that's what I mean by logic. Like yeah, okay, yeah. the grammar and the um your linguistic abilities mm. can be really good, you know, because that's just learning a new language. There are tools to help you mm. and you can kind of immerse yourself in the culture, blah blah blah. Mm. But um yeah, you, you just think in a different way and I, but I feel like a, a big part of that is also having um, like a personality or a um, like a like a self that has already been accustomed to your like primary culture, to your first culture, to your okay. home culture, um, yeah. however you want to put it. That just it just changes you. But bringing back to this study, so they first like did. Um, a literature review that looked into studies about people that have immigrated to a different country and therefore a different culture that speaks um, in a new like linguistic context and of course that's like the first step towards integrating into the new society but like on top of just speaking a new language, this um, the migrants also need to be able to decode and reproduce nonverbal behaviors, tone of voice, facial expressions, attitudes and emotions, etc. And I feel like that's also an aspect mm, of absolutely. it as well. Like, how would you describe your experience with that? Because I feel like, um, I feel like previously we've touched upon maybe the Chinese or Asian cultures in general, people tend to be like more shy or like reserved or like express more things more subtly or just don't want to stand out from the crowd. Mm. That kind of like same mold <laughs> for everyone yeah, yeah. kind of feelings. But um, there are some outliers, right? <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. And and also but but that definitely shapes the people's personalities and the way that they do like non-verbal communication yes. like body language facial expression and yeah. stuff as well so you just notice that but do you have like examples or do you have things that come to your mind about this or you can just like skip over it because we kind of um, it's hard to because depict the, because the non-verbal yeah. language mm. is a, such a big part for, for, for the communication aspect mm -mm. right mm. Um, so for example like when Chinese people speak we don't move our hands that often and if you see Australians or English people or American people speak, they wave their hands so much. Really? Yeah. I feel like the leaders tend to do the hand gesturing. Like to and it it's more like a sense of like taking up space and dominance in the in the in the really? in the room. Yeah. Okay. Like I feel like for example, like school principals doing a speech at the start of term for the, our principal didn't do any oh really just yeah mm, i just feel like it's more like oh based on that yeah I like more female like female don't do the yeah hand gestures that's what i was gonna say that's yeah. what i was gonna say like it's more like older male doing okay. a speech in a room like if they have kind of a, a higher place uh Okay. Or social status, maybe like they tend to do that more often, like okay. hand gesturing during okay. a talk, especially when they're doing it in front of a public audience. But also just in in families as well. I feel like it's the older like uncles or my dad or <laughs> grandpa grandpa that gestures when they talk, and yeah, the females tend to be more 
reserved, keep, timid. Keep their hands to their body. Yeah, like maybe it's to do with like thinking that they are, yeah, more polite, or maybe it's just okay. a cultural sexist thing. Oh, when I do the hand gestures mm. sometimes, mm. it made me feel like that I speak more logically.、Mm. I know it's. I know it's. Just a just like just a. He's doing、thing. it right now. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> he's always gesturing when we. Even if it, even if my hands are underneath the desk, it's going somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Yeah,、that. but when I'm thinking, when I'm on my placement,、mm. I tend to, I don't do the hand gestures. Hmm. Is it because you feel like you are a newbie there? Like no, it's almost feel like that. It feels、uh, rude, or you don't want. It feels that it, I don't need it. Yeah, Com- communicating to the kids, I feel like it's different than communicating to people around your same age.、Mm. If, if wait, so around, do you mean like you don't use、mm. hand gesturing when you talk to kids? Yeah, because I kind of feel like that's gonna be a little off-putting.、Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know to them. Yeah. And to me,、uh, why why am I doing this? What the hell? <laughs> it feels like that if you raise your voice, if you sound serious, if you have good eye contact, I think that's more than sufficient enough. Okay. To get their attention. Okay. You don't have to wave your hand and do magic tricks.、Mm, okay. It's I think that that's like getting slightly further away from yeah, what yeah. from the culture thing though. Yeah. I I I also feel like maybe facial expressions. Like eye contact and、mm. things like that is also a lot more obvious. I feel like male Chinese colleagues that I have tend to like not look,、yep. not give eye contact.、Yep. It's very like it's a very common thing in、mm. China, especially me being a female. Like I feel like they meet eyes more often with maybe closer male friends,、mm. but yeah. It's it's very hard for me to like look at them eye to eye to get their eye contact.、Mm. If we're talking, they just like look away or look at the ground. Yeah, that's something my mom and dad actually、um, lectured me a lot on when、mean? I was young. Because you know, when you talk to someone or when you talk to an elder person, your、mm. eyes kind of drift sometimes.、Mm. And my mom and dad would really lecture me hard to not let my eyes drift. You have to really stare into someone when they are talking to you, or you're talking to them. Right. It's it, it, all the time. All the time,、mm. because they take that pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like at that point, what they're trying to tell you is like that's like a symbol of respect, mm. right? Mm. Rather than rather than、um, like. The eye contact being something like super functional in terms of attention or whatever, because yeah, another psychological thing is that people's attention like actually drops when they meet eyes during a conversation, like、mm. right now.、Mm. So, but when they're actually thinking about the topic and trying to、um, formulate how they're going to to talk, they、mm. looking away is very natural and helps them to stimulate their turn on the thinking part of their、yeah. brain, basically, rather than just focusing、I、on、agree. eye contact. So yeah, but yeah, definitely. But I don't know why people tend to be scared of holding eyes in China, though. Especially they feel uncomfortable, maybe. But it makes me more uncomfortable. It makes me feel like I'm not res- getting any respect if they 
zero eye contact the whole way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if okay. they, you know, just occasionally looking and smiling at each other makes me feel a lot more comfortable and res- respected, especially if it's male colleague. <laughs> especially, okay. I feel like females, girls to girls, is a lot better. But like males, males to males is fine too. Males to males is better as well. Yeah, but male to female is very bad. Okay. In China, <laughs> okay. or working with Chinese colleagues, I think it's different in, in industries. I feel like I, I feel like, but standards. I feel like they are not doing it out of disrespect purposely. It's more the like, yeah, the it's actually respect and yeah. boundary and things like that. But I don't think that's a good cultural thing to have. I think <laughs> I think it's different in industries, really. Because Maybe. from yeah, in, like in commerce, yeah. you have to have that; mm. otherwise, you'll be out. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah, true, true, yeah. But maybe in science, people tend to be more shy already. Yeah. But de- by default, it tends to be like the introverted nerds that yeah. <laughs> do do research. Okay. Yeah, you, you have this introverted nurse in science, and along with that, that doesn't help, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. The cold, the dynamic, the dynamics can be very different. Like I did work with people who are more like extroverted mm. in science as well, and I feel like actually in science, it's or just in life in general, extroverts are better, mm. a bit fit better into society. Talking about the that, world is not for introverts. Yeah, it's 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 better compared to before. What do you mean? It's better suited for introverts oh, than before. I guess. But extroverts definitely do have, have the edge. bigger stage. Yeah. Yeah. Just on that, I I watched a video, um, by 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 Ali. I haven't watched his videos for so long, mm. but that video got my attention. Is his video is called um How to Be More Lucky? Mm. That one. Um, it's basically saying that people who are more lucky. Mm. Uh, basically fits all the aspects of extroverts kind of yeah yeah they tend to be more cheerful mm. more happy more open to others mm. um, they can bring up a, a conversation with a stranger mm. um, dif- they you know go 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 out of their ways to have new experiences basically mm. and those are tend to be extroverted traits mm. a- extroverts traits mm. and yeah, things like that. And mm. one of the things is that um, people who are more lucky tend to be happier. It yeah. kind of is like, feel like, which comes first? Is it the happiness or is it the, the lucky? Um, Do you know what I mean? It's like they get lucky because they're happy or yeah, is it... Yeah, chicken or the egg. Yeah, is it I they guess. are happy or because they're lucky? It feels like a survival bias, mm. right? If you, if like, if you, I don't think it's survivor bias. I think those two kind of like feed into each other. It's mm. a positive feedback loop, of kind course, of, of course. right? Because the luckier you are, the happier you are, and the happier you are, the luckier you are. Mm. So it's not, it's not really survivor bias. Even if some people get lucky and they just very depressed and they're like, oh, that should have happened to me, and blah 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 blah, they just don't find appreciation to their luck. Mm. Oh, I f- okay, that's really interesting. I. <laughs> I feel like, okay, this came across another kind of random conversation, but basically, you know how I always tell you, well, not always tell you, but sometimes I tell you like, oh, I feel like I'm really lucky for a lot of things. Mm. And then I I realized like, it's not, uh, it's not that I am 
directing my luck. Like, oh, I wish that I, 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 I wish I can have this, and then I would only allow myself to feel lucky and happy about it if I do achieve that thing. But、mm. rather, it's 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 very much the opposite. Like, I take my quote unquote luck thing as more like a casual magic attitude. Rather, rather, like、mm. I feel like I just observe these instances more where I where I feel like I've. Just like had a bit more of an edge, like oh, weather is so nice, or like oh, today like ice cream man gave me three free samples without me even opening my mouth, that kind of thing. Like、okay. I just like appre. It's more an, an appreciation for the little things in life rather than, yeah, rather than like I feel like I had this like oh so much of an edge or like I got super lucky. I am I am no. It's more like I. Receive the luck rather than I am. I have this like power over other things. Okay, so you、yeah. think that and luck then, and is... that makes me happier, and that makes me more appreciative of the little things that make me feel lucky, and that makes me feel like I'm luckier more often. Okay, so you associate lucky with kind of friendliness. Um, I feel like it part it, it part of it is friendliness because. I have to be friendly to receive to friendliness from、okay. others. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I have to be appreciative to feel appreciation and feel、mm. love or luckiness from other people. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see that. Yeah. Kind of like that. And it's only when I kind of put myself out there that I would be able to. Get these things more often. If I'm really closed off, introverted, not trying to interact with other people, then I wouldn't get these opportunities in the first place.、Mm. Yeah.、Mm. Okay, but bring back to the culture thing. So, like in conclusion to their like acculturation part,、mm. this study basically like semi concludes that acculturation is a bi-dimensional construct where host culture acquisition, so acquisition of the new culture in the new country. Um, and heritage culture retention are separate dimensions, and I feel like I really agree with that because, like, learning how to live in Australia didn't interfere with my being Chinese part at all, and I actually grew to be more appreciative of yeah,、um, yeah both sides. And then, but what's really Interesting came next, or what I find really interesting came next. So it says that most researchers have focused on personality traits as predictors of successful cross-cultural adaptation and social linguistic changes. So basically, what you were saying, similar thing to what you were saying before, how extroverted, just like how extroverted people maybe tend to be or feel luckier.、Um, a lot of researchers focused on finding the personality traits that makes someone. Um, better adaptable to new cultures.、Mm. However,、um, a few research studies have looked at the reverse perspective, which is looking for variation in personality due to cross-cultural contact, and actually, indeed, assuming that personality is determined by the interplay of internal physiological factors and external social factors, the process of actually trying to adapt into a culture. Does shift your personality, change your pers- personality significantly,、mm. and I feel like that's something that definitely I experienced <laughs> um,、mm-hmm. after moving to Australia. My personality definitely changed a lot, and it, it was like a sinker for a, a long time. Actually, I was like 
Yeah, I was. Um, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, like I was basically feeling super out of place when I first came here, and I was super closed off and introverted. And right before coming here, I was actually like at a peak in my childhood, where I was like super extroverted and tend to take up more leadership roles in a group, in the classroom, among friends, that kind of thing. And then that completely shifted when I first came to Australia, and it took me years to kind of find a good balance spot for myself again.、Mm. And definitely picking up the language. Um, also, was like a bit of an ups and downs because from initially, from basically not knowing, knowing very little English, and then I felt like basically I didn't have a good sense of identity in the new culture, and then because I couldn't speak the new language, I couldn't really interact with other people, so. Hence, I was like really shy and really closed off. And then learning the language helped me to start communicating with others. But during that phase was also when I feel like I was a lot inferior to people around me because I've passed that initial like beginner's phase where I'm allowed to be like, oh, I just came from China to Australia.、Mm-hmm. I've been like, okay, maybe like a year or two years out. I've been in a new country for a while now, but I feel like. Everything like my culture, my acculturation process is only like maybe thirty to fifty percent.、Mm. I've I've not actually adapted to the new culture, so that's when I feel like I'm most out of place because my language skills allow me to talk to other people, other kids. But I'm realizing that we grew up with completely different things. What they are talking about or what they are interested in was not what I experienced at all. Like for example, cartoons watched when we were little,、okay. or like games that were played, or、mm. you know, sports. It just everything was very different, and that, that made me feel more isolated rather than more、um, like a,、um, adapted into the new culture. Did going to the language school help with that process, or I only went to language school for like four months. Okay, so it, was, so it wasn't that long anyway. Yeah,、okay. yeah. yeah. At that phase. It was. I was pretty comfortable because everyone around me was the same. same. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. So that part wasn't really adapting into the culture. Like、mm. that probably is, feeling more isolated was after language school because language school allowed me to pick up the language. <laughs> But、mm. after I picked up the language and went to just a local school, I, that's when I started realizing how different I was. Yeah. Yeah. And、uh, I'm just kind of imagining.、Mm. Girls tend to have a harder time adapting if it's a younger age. If I was a girl,、um, based on my experience, I feel like I will have a lot more difficulty fitting into the culture compared to when I'm a guy. Yeah, Because why, I feel wait, like, wait. First of all,、hmm. how you? What are you? How are you basing this? Like, how? Why do you have this idea? Because、um, me fitting into a culture sport is a big part. Okay. And in in the primary school here, not a lot of girls play sport. Oh, at least okay. That's based、Comparing、on your experience. Male, yeah. Okay, okay. Compared to males in my primary school,、mm-hmm. and if I don't have the kind of like the medium of sport,、mm. I feel like, what do you talk about? <laughs>、mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was finding difficult. Yeah, it's like、um, what I, and I feel like my... the family also plays a big role as well.、Mm. Um, I was only here with my mom, and she was also 
no she was also she's also an introverted person and doesn't really mm. like put herself out there into the foreign culture mm. like she tends to choose chinese people to interact with mm. and then f- so and and yeah she she also didn't play any sports if that was a factor maybe um yeah so things like that like i feel like people maybe people who find it harder to fit in just tend to have less opportunities or windows of entrance into the mm. new culture mm. rather than it being like they're just lesser i don't think there's such thing as being lesser mm. Uh, mm. when it comes to this yeah um okay so um like again going back to what research has found in terms of like personality changes in a new culture and how how being multilingual affects this um uh, so definitely they found that multi um multilingualism yeah multilingualism Mm -hmm. (laughs) and multiculturalism were linked to personality Mm -hmm. Uh, multilinguals and participants who reported dominance in at least two languages which indicates biculture biculturalism um, scored significantly higher on open-mindedness and lower on emotional stability so open-mindedness was obviously like being more open-minded, more uh, culture conscious, more mm. like just open to new experiences and ideas. And that is also <laughs> something I really, really noticed interacting with yep. people back home, quote unquote, after oh. staying here for a few years. Okay. Um, and I don't know why. It's just like, I guess it's just eye-opening to see the big world <laughs> Mine's the opposite i can people. see a big difference to um australians only speaking oh, one english yes like yeah, that one language well. english. okay yeah and but but unless yeah. they've also like had experiences overseas or um mm-hmm. like um yeah traveled a lot even or like start to or have um family distant family from yeah. different places and that also helps i think and in our master's course, one of the biggest um, problems for education system right now mm. in, in Australia mm. is that we are living in a multilingual community, mm-hmm. but our education is a single a linguistic approach. Mm. You know, our so for example, like in France, you have you know some people speaking French, some people speaking German, some people speaking Italian, right? And but education system is friend like there are different schools associate different languages mm. but I, I mean simultaneously though mm. would they be able to teach different classes like yeah. in the same school in the same would school they be, no. yeah but exactly. there are different schools assigning different languages but but, but, but students don't change schools often you choose what language you want to go to which kind of school here mm. there's only one japanese school it's entirely taught in, in japanese oh really yeah there's actually a school yeah like a normal school yeah high a school. normal school that's Whoa. speaking entirely japanese wait that's so cool in australia in sydney it's just in manly oh that's so cool i didn't know that yeah that's where joey went to a saturday's a japanese school but n- oh but, but normally, students can do normal yeah, schools like then. normal schools do they also do the hsc course they, they do the hsc course yes in japanese um they do the hsc as the japanese first language and then english as a second language okay. i believe i'm not really sure about that how did 
the principal establish the school there. I don't would, know. <laughs> that would take so much effort. Unless, yeah. unless it, um, there is already like a pretty established community and a group of teachers mm. who are willing to like get together. And, and that's just... the only one. And there's another one. It's called the German International School, but they are taught in English. Mm. And that's a problem for, for Australia right now because everyone is. If you walk into someone, you are ex expect them expect them to speak English, right? But eighty mm. percent of Australians are immigrants, mm. and you know we have that perspective. Yeah, but keep going. But does that also mm. mean that we have more teachers that come potentially from bicultural backgrounds? Yes, we absolutely yeah. have. Definitely have a lot more teachers coming from a different background. Yeah, and doesn't teaching that English. Does that help though? It does help, right? Yeah. Because, for example, they me, have if different I, perspectives. If I have a student who have kind of the similar experience as I did, mm. I feel like I can connect with with them more. I mm. I feel like you can help them more. It always just sympathize more. Yeah, you can. You can talk you to can them understand. about similar problems. Yeah. yeah. So, for for example, like your tutoring students, you kind yeah. of know that sometimes when you speak English, they don't understand the Chinese part, and sometimes when they use, and when you speak the Chinese, like. Um, technical words they、mm. don't understand in English, right?、Mm. Yeah, so similar things.、Mm. Keep going, keep going. Go um, where was I at? Oh yeah, the other interesting thing though was, okay, so higher、um, open-mindedness was definitely something I expected, but scaling a、uh, scoring lower on emotional st stability was kind well, of what does that mean? <laughs> shock to me. It literally just wouldn't. Means at face value, emotionally stable, meaning like potentially、uh, feeling more confident, more independent. Ah,、um, I thought they were emotionally outburst. That would be the extreme, but just like you know, emotional stability can just be fluctuating as well. It doesn't have to be. Okay. It、Is、doesn't. It can be minor fluctuations.、It、doesn't have to be extreme. Extreme scales one into the other. Is that study only comparing、um, like Asian culture to a Western culture? Uh, I didn't look into that in particular, but、um, this was from teenagers mind, living in London, teenagers, and also, okay,、yeah. and also, um, they've also looked at other things. So, uh, uh. Because if you're telling me that if a Westerner、mm. learns Chinese or Japanese, I feel like that would be a different kind of no, but that but living in the other culture as well. Yeah, if a Westerner、like、does make sense having lower emotional stability、um, in general.、Okay. If you, um, yeah, if you've been, I'm gonna、so、maybe that's also to do with like how your sense of. Identity, like I feel like I'm less stable when I'm kind of conflicted. When I'm what? What do、sure. you mean by emotional stable? I still don't get what that means. Just, um, basically, like, like what I described before, like me sometimes feeling confident and proud of my culture, back my original background, but、oh. then also finding it difficult to. Fit in at times, and then kind of getting through that, <laughs> and getting better, and then、uh, being super proud that I do have like biculturalism,、okay. that kind of thing. It's not short term. I don't think it's short term emotional stability. It's like、okay. long term, over、okay. 
your years living in the new country mm. like how does that compare with someone who is um 100% local okay Okay. Which is very understandable, right? Mm. Do you um, find it however, yeah. short-term yeah. wise, they also found like if you put students into a short-term exchange program, um, especially maybe especially when they're young, they tend to gain, um, they tend to have a significant increase in emotional stability because they feel more confident about their experience and they feel more independent after having that experience, mm. which is super interesting, yeah. I feel like, yeah, short term, maybe it's like an emotional boost, but long term, really fitting to society, it does give people different challenges to, mm. um, yeah, compared to... Do time. you find it easier to fit into 100% Chinese culture or 100% Australian culture? Me right now? Yeah. I don't know. Really? I think that's... No, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I actually don't know. Because... Both sides are different. They both have their like pros and cons. Of course, I'm not saying one culture is perfect. And also, I... I feel like for me, I currently just have a really niche position doing my PhD. Um, that, that, that's, that would be very different if I think scenarios like working or... Mm having a family in either culture i'm not saying that you have do you find it easier to talk to an australian or a chinese person 100 percent australian 100 percent chinese person that's kind of where i started thinking about this whole idea it's because i'm a different person when mm. i speak to someone who's chinese and someone who's australian i kind of feel like i'm playing different roles Okay, I, so you feel like we can talk to both pretty easily? You not pretty that? easily, but we have like a set of skills that allow us to switch roles almost. Is it 50-50? Like, no, it's kind of. It's like when you talk to someone Chinese, you will use the Chinese yep. traits that we Chinese talked about. Chinese brain, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. You, you just switch the brain. Exactly. When you talk to someone Australian, you play up maybe the more extroverted Australian side, whatever, okay. right? It's just it's just different. It's not one better than the other. It's just like yeah. having two skill sets. Mm. And maybe we will never be perfect at being either, but that's mm. okay. Like, I feel like having a, a sense of identity that fits somewhere in the middle is also kind yes. of unique and really cool. I try to explain that perspective that thing to my mm. parents that's mm. why translating for us is so hard i feel like because we gotta switch to a different brain and sometimes when i just can't get the words out my mom and dad was like oh you're not that good at english you're not good at, at chinese i'm like no it's it's a, it's a different brain i have to mm. switch because the grammar is different yeah just the logic is it like it's very different, different. Yeah. it's so hard okay yeah um but i guess being for, for translating there is another thing it's another skill that you can learn it's you mm. don't have to be you know super fluent at either language you just have to it, it, it's a, can, it, like it's a different skill yeah that's yeah. what i said it's, mm. it's a different skill it, it's not being it's not about being accustomed to cultures or language of course that kind of helps because you know the context more and culture more but um yeah working as a translator is a different kind of skill and job um but bring back to um 
Bring back to the study a little bit more. It's basically at the end now. But they also looked at um, employees of a Dutch multinational company. They compared some local and international um, employees and did like the same questionnaire scoring again. They found that knowledge of more foreign languages correlated with again more open mindedness and lower emotional stability, but also a lower but significant positive correlation emerged between self assessed knowledge of foreign languages and cultural empathy. Um, so basically to put it more frankly, it means that like if you think you are better at different languages at especially at foreign languages different to your primary mother tongue um you feel like you have more cultural empathy um towards other people you're more likely to be just empathetic appreciative and respectful towards people of different backgrounds yeah. and that's something that i feel like we also experienced um I still pick up some of your not so open minded empath empathetic moments, mm. but yeah, but but I feel like that's something that I definitely changed and grew more towards after years mm. of living here. It's just like appreciating and being mindful of everyone has a different back story, kind of mm. yeah, and yeah, and that's pretty cool. Um. And then, um, yeah, again, foreign-born participants definitely tended to score lower on emotional stability compared to locally-born participants in a different study as well. Um, and one of the more striking patterns that emerged from this sort of study was the fact that participants with high self-perceived competence and frequency of use in all spoken languages like meaning all of their different all of their different foreign ah, all of the different languages and foreign languages they know they reported higher levels of open mindedness and also social initiatives social initiatives they start initiating social interactions easier i guess okay yeah but that is definitely something that taps more into the personality aspect rather yeah. than um rather than like just simple traits mm. uh, that we talked about so basically the conclusion of all of these studies combined is that um the variety of linguistic biographical factors and social factors definitely do impact one's personality profile mm. and having like acculturation um, experiences definitely changes your personality overall which is super interesting and it's also so and it fits with our observations of like both ourselves and other people having different personalities or tend to seem like different people mm. when they um, talk in different languages and then kind of following up this but not read in studies but i came across this other comment um saying that um you know besides embracing this and blah, blah blah there's also one comment that i found super interesting which was that this like speaking different language tend to bring out different personality thing is just one like scenario that is more visible to people um there are actually many many different scenarios in life where you tend to like play up different selves or different roles so and one example of that is simply like 
the version of yourself interacting with family versus the you in front of your friends or mm. with your colleagues. Yeah. You also are kind of a different person, right? When you when you play these different roles. Absolutely. It's just less observed to to other people. So we don't really know what you're like. What I or maybe like I don't really know what Tian is like when he's with his parents because he he's only doing that Tianyu when he's with his parents um, and he's a different person when he's with me so that kind of stuff so mm. it's just yeah so this kind of idea of different personality or different traits definitely exists in multiple scenarios in the human life and mm. yeah that's something very interesting to think about um, yeah the language one is the one that we picked up and that we discussed here and the culture things uh, but yeah, personality in front of different people or when you're taking on different roles, doing different things, maybe when you're traveling as well versus when you're at home, mm. that's yeah also different and kind of interesting. But I feel like we got to be a little bit careful mm. about stereotyping different cultures and the different of course. personalities, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah definitely. And There's we can't definitely just say all Japanese are tend to be very shy, shy introverted. Because yeah, all yeah. That's m most of the Japanese people I met are very outgoing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And do you think they're more outgoing by default or just... Oh, maybe, uh, not not wrong way. Like, do you think that's survivor's bias? Like, more outgoing, adventurous Japanese people tend to want to move to different countries and have well, a different they were experience. Students. They were students. Like, we were all students. So they didn't have a choice of yeah, whether to Yeah, they didn't have a choice to come, to come into Australia. Okay. But maybe living in Australia also interacted, it changed their personalities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe their families are the more adventurous ones that wanted to move out of Japan. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very complicated. Yeah. Different factors inter interplay mm. um, to... And I feel like that, result. especially in the younger generations of Chinese people, mm. they are more comfortable being independent, mm. like alone, instead of being in a group. Mm. That's something I observed quite a bit. <laughs> But I think that's to do with the the cultural brainwash of like really Chinese culture means being one, being united. Family is the unit, not individual. That kind of ideas. No, but right now the people, the younger generations, yeah, tend to are like not educated that way. Like, like the previous in China, yeah, okay. like the previous few generations are more influenced by that kind of ideas okay. compared to the now, like now they're young people. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like it doesn't because. Previously, during Cultural Revolution, there were serious consequences to the entire family if one person acts out of place, right? So mm. now there's no such things and people can people are also more influenced by, maybe by the Western cultures and individualism, that kind of things. So of course it's shifting and changing. Um, and I definitely feel like I would get along more easily with the younger generation Chinese compared to the older. Yes. Like even within same family, I find it difficult to really um, come to a common ground or come to a good understanding between my grandparents and I, for example. Mm. But individuals are also different. Like some elderly, um, some more, yeah, elder Uh, families, family members are more open-minded than others. Uh, I feel like. 
I feel like that the unopen mindedness bits almost feel because Chinese people can play fake. They kind of respect your different views, especially like in my in my in my family,、mm. right?、Um, the elder people, probably none of them are very open minded,、mm. but they are respectful. To they like they respect you、uh, received your education in the West, and you might have a different view, and they respect that. They just take it; they don't change their mind. They、mm. just kind of respect you for having your point. That's it. Yeah, but you know that they don't actually understand you or where you're coming from when you're talking about something. I mean, that's very obvious. They just kind of let it go because it、mm. doesn't in, it interfere them. It doesn't influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter to them. So they just like, oh, okay. Brush it off. Yeah. Yeah, but it. But then in those instances, it's very hard to actually have a. Connection and bond with those people. I don't think that's gonna be a conflict. I think it so. It depends on what kind of you're talking about, right? Because, like, because, because in relationships, understanding is more important than love. Like, really seeing someone for who they are is more important than saying, "Like, I just love you so much." That doesn't that that's meaningless if they don't appreciate you for who you really are. Hmm. So、okay. yeah, so that's why I think it's not not good for <laughs> like you're not really you don't you can't really form an emotional connection like a do, bond with them if you don't understand each other. Okay, do you think that the only way to form a my、uh, emotional connection with someone is by understanding? Do you think it's also doable by just spending time with them? Uh, if I have to take a side, I take the former. Like it has to, there has to be a good level of mutual understanding in order to have a strong bond. Like the amount of okay, strong the, bond. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, the amount of understanding is positively correlated okay,、yep. with how how strong you want the bond to be. Like if there is, you can build a relationship on the ground of. Understanding very minimally about each other, but that's not a that's not the kind of bond that we want as human beings because、mm. we crave understanding, we crave、um, being recognized and appreciated for who we truly are, rather than the things that we try to be or、yep. you know for for another person.、Yep. Yeah. Okay, strong bond. I I, I agree with you.、Yep. Yeah, you you can form a bond, but definitely not strong. Exactly,、mm. you can just like. Fake bond with yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Shall we talk about your rock climbing? Why did you start rock climbing? Now I feel like we. I feel like that was a good place to wrap up this episode. Actually. No, we can just. I. I want to chat. I don't want this to be a literature review podcast. Yeah, but I feel like I've had enough chat. We can do、okay. another one tomorrow. I got match tomorrow. At night. Yes, I got to warm up in the afternoon now. Because <laughs> I, f- I figure I better f- I play better when I warm up. Then we can podcast at noon after breakfast. No, okay, but let's end this episode right now, and we can talk about when we want to do the next one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. I feel like in terms of an episode, that was a good end point,、okay. and then we can put other things in a different episode. Okay. So okay. it doesn't get super messy again. 
Sure, I like super messy. Okay, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Yep, happy new year, guys. Happy new year. <laughs>